أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد So we continue where we left off from yesterday Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, after telling the story of the seha that destroyed the people of Antakya that didn't accept the message of Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam, um, he mentions now proofs of the haq of, of this da'wah, of this, of this claim and this message of Islam. So he says, وَآيَةٌ لَهُمُ الْأَرْضُ الْمَيِّتَةُ أَحْيَيْنَاهَا وَأَخْرَجْنَا مِنْهَا حَبًّا فَمِنْهُ يَاكُلُونَ وَجَعَلْنَا فِيهَا جَنَّاتٍ مِنْ نَخِيلٍ وَأَعْنَابٍ وَفَجَّرْنَا فِيهَا مِنَ الْعُيُونَ لِيَاكُلُوا مِنْ ثَمَرِهِ وَمَا عَمِلَتْهُ أَيْدِيهِمْ أَفَلَا يَشْكُرُونَ سُبْحَانَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْأَزْوَاجَ كُلَّهَا مِمَّا تُنبِتُ الْأَرْضُ وَمِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ وَمِمَّا لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Allah Ta'ala said a sign, a sign for them, for the proof of this deen and the proof of this da'wah is the dead earth which we brought to life and we brought out from it, extracted from it seed uh, 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 and grain from which the people eat um, the dead earth meaning what to bring like living things from inorganic matter this is a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is a very it's a simple I mean it's a very simple sign and it's a powerful sign it goes down to something very fundamental which is what the tendency the spontaneous tendency of the universe is toward chaos you put salt and water and it mixes it, you don't you don't see like salt water you throw it and then the salt comes on one side and the water you know comes on the other things don't spontaneously sort themselves out rather things uh, move toward chaos uh, spontaneously in order to order things you need to invest energy into a system you need to expend energy into order things so if you want to like electrolyze the solution you can draw the salt out it just takes energy um, spontaneously everything moves toward chaos. So how is it that life exists? How is it that life exists without some sort of intervention? And I'm not, you know, I'm not making any claims about science or talking about that. It's just a basic question. It's a sign that a person who ponders over things should understand that this is something very miraculous. And it doesn't happen on its own. Uh, so a sign for them is that this dead earth, we, we brought it to life and uh, we pulled the, you know, we pulled out from it, meaning we extracted from it grain that the people uh, are then able to eat. Um, and grain is important. Why? Because it's the, the thing that allows civilization to exist. If we were hunters and gatherers like the other animals are and unable to store, store grain, which is a high caloric content, uh, and a decent, you know, source of other uh, nourishment. If we weren't able to store it, then we wouldn't be able to have like a professional cast of people who read and write, record things, study things, etc. Everybody, all of their life would be completely consumed in what? 
in, in grain and the only, sorry, in the obtaining of food and the only uh, uh, social structure that would be there is cooperation with one another in order to fulfill those basic functions where society is impossible without <coughs> certain special gifts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like these things like grain that you know at first hunter gatherers used to gather them in large amounts and then they figured out how to plant them and then they figured out how to like take the the the, the plants or the seeds that are particularly big or particularly good and then plant them and then from them uh, refine that process in order to be able to have the the very uh, interesting types of fruits and vegetables that we have nowadays that are edible and that have certain traits that make them uh, make them really functional and useful for human beings, um, which is not the way that they were in the wild at first when they were domesticated. They were very different. Corn was very different when it was first domesticated. Apples were very different when they were first domesticated. A number of uh, these crops were very different, which I find really funny how uh, uh, people will completely talk about stuff for a lot. Like even some Muslims that don't read science or whatever, uh, they will talk about how evolution is completely bogus theory and this and that. And it's like, dude, like literally these crops within human history, they have evolved through artificial selection rather than natural selection, but to have traits that are useful. So how can you say it's totally bogus? I get the fact that, okay, human beings haven't been recording history for a long enough period of time that you can see one species literally turn into another or bifurcate into two separate species or whatever. And um, really the, 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 the proper midan for that discussion isn't fiqh and it's not aqidah uh, for the most part and it's not tafsir of Quran. The actual midan for that is science. Go become biology, write a paper based on your studies and whatever. It doesn't matter one way or the other. It matters for the Yahud and Nasara who believe that the world is 5,000 years old. Uh, but for us, you know, the basic theory of evolution is not that mankind came from apes. It has to do with the random assortment of genes and natural selection influencing uh, phenotypical outcomes in species. Um, and then eventually producing speciation. Um, and so if somebody has a problem with that, um, that's not an aqidah problem. If someone has a problem with that, they can go get a PhD in biology and argue with the scientists all they want until they're blue in the face. Let them not make that into a matter of deen. But at any rate, the habba, <coughs> the grain, is mentioned here that this is from the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this was provided for, for people. And uh, without it, it would be difficult to live a... Uh, an existence that we would consider fully human. Allah Ta'ala says, The word meita, the word Ahlul Madina read meita, and the Ahlul Kufa read meita. They mean the same thing. Meyit uh, um, means the one who is dying and who is dead, whereas the meita is the one who's who's dead. Wallahu a'lam. Uh, but the, the meanings are very uh, very similar to one another. And uh, uh, Allah Ta'ala says that uh, let, so let them, or enable, in order for them to eat from its fruit, the fruit of the earth, and their hands did not produce it. Okay, it takes like some labor to plant a field and like do those types of things. But A, you can go pick a lot of these things and eat them from the wild. And B, even if you planted the field, it's not like you actually made the made the fruit. 
uh, it grew on its own. You just kind of set up a, an optimal way for it to grow so that you can get more and more out of it. Otherwise, none of us created any of these things. And this is one of the reasons I find it so abhorrent that uh, <coughs> like Monsanto and these types of companies, they'll start to trademark the genomes of, of, of plants and they'll make some small modification and they'll trademark the entire genome of a plant and then they'll hold a patent for it and then they will, uh, 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 you know, based on that patent, uh, um, you know, uh, then withhold from other people the ability to use that, that plant and the ability to uh, benefit from it. So uh, that's, I find that very, very ridiculous. Uh, in some way also, this is a, a fundamental issue I have even with, with, with trademarks and copyrights with regards to books of Dean in the sense that a person may make an original work um, and they have definitely, they, they make an original work, I, I accept that, but the knowledge that they got in order to get to that point, it was oftentimes learned for free and it's not like Ghazali makes a royalty or whatever from, you know, from his books. And what I've noticed from our elders and from our mashaykh is you know you have to, like two different models then either it's my property and how dare you touch it and i'm going to flip out and like sue you if you don't you know whatever if you don't respect that and then on the flip side the opposite is the the opposite is is industry extremism as well where people are like oh um the the ilm is free and how dare you claim to own the ilm uh, and the middle ground is like common sense someone wrote a book buy it from them why? Because you need to support people, and so they're selling you the books so that they don't have to sell them, sell the knowledge. Because if you, if you don't, if you don't pay the person who did the work, then you're basically participating in the starvation of the the, the learned class, which is stupid and it's haram. But albeit not on the ain level, not as for an individual, but for society, that's a sin. Uh, and uh, uh, but on the flip side, you know, if everyone flipped out and like you know started suing one another because of this and that. You don't properly own it like that. You know what I mean? Even the ulama in the past, when they sold the books, they what were they selling? They were selling the, 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 the book itself, the physical object. They weren't selling the knowledge. If you copyright the, the knowledge and sell that, I find that somewhat somewhat problematic. The problem is this, is that a little bit of common sense will save a person from a lot of fiqh and a lot of technicality. And uh, I, I, something that I feel like may have originally been something good but ends up becoming something bad in American society is the litigiousness of it which is that people do rely on the courts to sort out their disputes which is a good way of sorting your disputes if the law is everything but it's not not everything is the law not everything is fiqh you know uh, so uh, that's that's a uh, you know that's I think it's all these things are egregious in the sense that they're all uh, from the fadl of Allah Ta'ala, the knowledge, the genome is a type of knowledge as well. It's not like somebody sat from scratch and like wrote a genome for an entire uh, organism. Uh, uh, this is a gift from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and I think there's a, a type of lack of gratitude uh, and a lack of accepting uh, uh, the gift of Allah Ta'ala by somebody claiming this is mine and I own it. Subhanallah uh, so the Allah Ta'ala, glory be to Allah Ta'ala, exalted is He above uh, anything from comparison. He who created all things in pairs, 
from those things that come forth from the earth and from yourselves and from a whole bunch of other stuff that you don't know. And uh, this is duality is a sign of the of being created. All created things are are somehow paired through opposites. Even the you know women and him. You look in the tafsir, the old tafsir, they say min anfusihim, meaning what? That as a human being, there's male and female, and through that, uh, the, the lineage of life is propagated. But it goes down to a much more fundamental level, to the atomic level, subatomic level, all the things that literally the matter you're made of, the way it's held together is through um, different forces that have opposites. So much so to the point where, uh, interestingly enough, even materialist people, people, atheist type people, they wonder about like all the fundamental forces of the universe, they all have opposites, and so they theorize gravity should have some sort of anti-gravity as well. Why? Because it's this one force that they can't find the opposite for, but everything else has an opposite. And, uh, uh, and so they theorize it must at some point or another have some sort of matter, must repel uh, other matter, just like it attracts it in some way. We just have, like, it's an oversight. We haven't been able, been able to figure it out yet. But duality is a sign of, a sign of createdness, and uh, 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 unity is a sign of the, 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 the creator. And in these three ayat are, <coughs> and the, the subsequent ones after it, are what? There's a subtext that the, the, the dalil uh, of Allah Ta'ala's existence, وَلِلْوُجُودِ دَلِيلٌ قَاطِعٌ uh, that there's a there's a a, a a indisputable proof for the the existence of a creator, which is the need for every created thing to have a cause in order for it to exist. So there must be some existence that itself is free of cause, and that that existence has to be the origin of all the existences and causes and effects. The fact that all this stuff exists around us. Uh, means that it has to have come from somewhere because nothing comes from nothing. There's no precedent for something coming from nothing. Everything comes from something. So that original something has to not only exist, but also has to be free from the, 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 the rule of cause and effect. Free from the limits of time and space. right? Because cause and effect can only uh, occur within, <coughs> within time and space. And a sign for them is the night. Salkh means to, uh, to, to, to rip something off, to pull something off. Maslakh uh, is like the word for like a butchery or a, a, a slaughterhouse, I should say. So Qurtubi says, As-salkhu al-qashtu wal-naz'u idha sama'u kushitat. Right? That when it's ripped off. Right, kasht and qasht are both. They both mean the same thing. They're two different. Uh, uh, they're two different lo- uh, uh, dialects for the same word, and it's the word to like peel the skin off or to skin an animal, to pull the skin off of an animal. Uh, and so Allah Taala says, a sign for them is uh, uh, that we we pull off the we pull off the day from from the night, uh, and then leave them in the dark. And uh, which is, you know, the uslub is, is, is the, the rhetorical style is impeccable. Why? Because darkness isn't a thing, it's just an absence of light. So Allah Ta'ala says that we, we, we pull the light out of, the, we, we withdraw the light, and then they're, they're, uh, uh, the, the, 
we make the night by pulling the light off from out of the day and uh, then leave them in the dark. And that the sun, uh, that the sun uh, runs uh, 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 to its fixed position, or in its fixed position, um, this is the this is the the taqdir. Uh, this is like the measurement and fixed commandment of al Azizul Alim, the the mighty uh, one who is possessed of all knowledge. And so there's there's a hadith with regards to this idea of the mustaqar of the shams. The, 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 the place where the, the, the sun is fixed at. Uh, and so there's the, the hadith of, uh, 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 of Bukhari uh, and Sayyidina Abi Dharrin radiallahu ta'ala anhu Abi Dharrin radiallahu anhu qala Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam li Abi Dharrin hina gharabat al-shams تدري أين تذهب قلت الله ورسوله أعلم قال فإنها تذهب حتى تسجد تحت العرش فتستأذن فيؤذن فيؤذن لها ويشك أن تسجد فلا يقبل فلا يقبل منها وتستأذن فلا يؤذن فلا يؤذن لها أو فلا يؤذن لها يقال لها ارجعي من حيث جئت uh, that uh, the Prophet said to Abu Dhar uh, at the time the sun set. He says, Do you know where the sun is going? And Abu Dhar uh, 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 responded, Allah and His Rasul know best. Uh, and he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, indeed it goes away uh, until it, it, it makes sajda underneath the arsh, underneath the throne of Allah. Uh, and then it asks for, uh, and, and asks for permission to, to come back and permission is granted. Um, uh, uh, and a time will soon come where it will go and prostrate and make sajda in front of Allah and that sajda will not be accepted. Uh, meaning what? The sajda happens and then it asks for permission to come back. So it not being accepted uh, uh, means what? That it will then ask for permission and permission will not be given. And it will be told, go back from, from the, the, the way you came. Uh, and when it does, that day the sun will rise from the west. And this is the, uh, uh, this is the explanation of Allah's uh, words. وَالشَّمْسُ تَجْرِيلِ مُسْتَقَرِّ لَهَا ذَلِكَ تَقْدِيرُ الْعَزِيزِ الْعَلِيمِ And the sun runs or moves according to its its, fix, its fixed position. Uh, this is the taqdeer <coughs> of, of the, 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 the mighty and the, the all-knowing. Now, uh, before everybody has a heart attack and says, that's not how the solar system works, you have to understand a couple of things. One is that the words that the Prophet used to describe, they're not only referring to the reality in the, in the scene. Rather, in the ghayb, there are things are happening. And oftentimes when something happens in the ghayb, you have to use words to describe those things that there are no words to describe. So things are spoken about in isharat. So, uh, uh, you know, I guess there are some people who have like a, a an inability to get beyond literalism. And in, in some sense, that's there's the deen allows that. As long as a person, uh, a person who is has that literalist bent, uh, 
makes a disclaimer at the end of their literalism that, uh, you know, in Allah knows best or whatever, this means whatever Allah knows it to mean, uh, which is also a very literalist thing to say, but it's a good, a good thing. Uh, then, then people kind of get off the hook for that. But uh, you, cannot, you cannot take all of these things uh, as they first come to your mind because every mind is different. That's itself not an objective standard. So uh, when the Rasul says it goes until it <coughs> makes sajda underneath the throne. First of all, everything is underneath the throne. The throne is not like a chair in the sky. Rather, it's an edifice uh, made of light that surrounds the universe from all sides. So everything in existence is underneath the throne. So in that sense, the, the, sun, is, uh, the sun is underneath the throne uh, anyway. And when it says that it makes sajda, uh, uh, Allah knows best what that means. But, but it's possible, you know, it's not munafi. It wouldn't be like, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't conflict with any of the meanings known from Revelation. For this idea of the sajda to be what? That it conforms to the, 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 the rule uh, uh, of Allah Ta'ala's commandment. Right? There are all these things, gravity, all these different ways that the physical world works around us. That it's possible that the sajda just means it's tashkhir, it's, it's, it's being subject to, uh, subject to, those, uh, uh, to those rules and to those laws, and to that, that way of functioning, that way of being. And uh, uh, it's something that can happen in, in, in any, any, any and every moment. There's another, there's another, uh, there's another uh, narration that mentions that, that it will literally go somewhere and it will stop. Uh, and that's what the mustaqar is. Uh, and, you know, anybody who knows anything from, for example, from, uh, um, from geometry and uh, from algebra, like if you throw an object up in the air, we know mathematically at some point it stops. When it's at its maximum height, it literally stops moving just for an instant, right? And so when you have a when you have a uh, 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 when you have a circle a circular orbit, assuming that the orbit is completely perfectly circular, which it's not, but assuming that that that's the case, at least it looks like you know it looks more circular than it looks elliptical. The moment of stopping is when the 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 the, the distance between you and the sun is at, at its maximum distance, whether in the when it's in the the context of the Earth spinning, because we know that. The, the earth is going around the sun and not the other way around, even though to the point from the point of view of the observer, it looks like the other way. This is something you use in Arabic. The Arabic language uses qalb all the time. It uses inverting, inverted expressions all the time. Uh, that's why in qasit and muqsit, they mean exactly opposite things, right? That's why mushfiq, depending on what, what, what uh, preposition you use for it, Mushfiqun min and mushfiqun ala They mean exactly the opposite thing Ashfaqna like, minhu means that they're afraid uh, of him Right? And You know, to say like Ashfaqna fihi means that they would be uh, They would have uh, mercy and kindness and tenderness This is something that happens in Arabic all the time Where you use the same word to express opposite, uh, opposite meaning So that's not something far-fetched but at any rate, uh, whatever it means that the, 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 the sun comes to its place of stop, the point, this is something is very important for us. The point of the Quran is, the point of the entire revelation is not to teach you stuff that you can figure out from observation anyway. 
this is a khilaf that we, the Ahlul Sunnah have with the Mu'tazila, right? The Mu'tazila, they say, oh, lucky the perfectly rational mind can figure out everything from Wahi. We say, no, we say the point of the Wahi is, insanu Allah Ta'ala taught man the thing that he didn't know, the thing that he didn't know from before. And so it has to do with things from the ghayb, things from the unseen, things that have to do with your salvation uh, uh, in the Akhirah. Um, that's what it is. It's not. It's not like to teach you physics and astronomy and all this other stuff, right? So when you interpret the words of the Hadith of the Prophet ﷺ and the words of the Quran, you have to do so in understanding that in mind. That this is not a prescription or a commandment for us. That this is how you're going to do physics. This is how you're going to do math. This is how you're going to do biology. This is how you're going to do chemistry. That's not the point. I mean, we don't. You don't need wahi. You don't need revelation for that. If that was the point, then it would have made more sense instead of Allah Ta'ala sending down Alif, Lam, Mim, and Yasin, and Taha, and all, you know, the different surahs of the Qur'an. Why didn't he just reveal the Halliday, Resnick, and Crane, you know, physics book? That would have made more sense. It would have been a more efficient way of, of doing that. But coming back, coming back to this issue, uh, 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 that the sun goes uh, uh, to a point where or go, the sun goes and it's in a state of submission. It makes sajda to Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala allows it to go back. And then the, the interesting thing I, I, I found about this hadith is what? Is that uh, at some point it will submit to the rules and Allah Ta'ala will not accept that. And, and then Allah Ta'ala says, go back where you came from. Meaning the sun will rise from the west. Uh, this is a, not, that, not that we look at the theories of physicists in order to validate our belief in, in the kitab and sunnah. And when it happens, it'll happen. It'll make sense the way it happens. So we can only speculate until then. So this is, you know, gems. That's why we use the word gems and not tafsir, right? That even even the, the, the flow of time, right? There are those who say the Big Bang, the universe is expanding you know, from the physicist. And they say that that naturally it will reach a point of maximum expansion where the, the, the energy that is from that blast, which is propelling it uh, 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 against gravity to keep expanding, that once that energy is spent... Uh, then, then gravity will take over and it will collapse again. And so there are those who say that theorize that even time will start to flow backwards at that point. So what would that be? The sun wants to go according to the, the rules that it's been given, submit to the rules it's been given until that point. And then at some point, Allah Ta'ala says, no, I'm not going to accept that from you. Meaning what? That those that 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 that's that's over. Now it's all gonna uh, it's all gonna collapse again. Now it's all gonna go. It, the sun will have to go back from the side it came from. Like I said, when it happens, Allah knows best how it's gonna happen, and it will make sense when it happens. You'll understand. Everybody will understand. Nobody will be confused at like what happened. But uh, uh, the point is, is that a lot of these things they're using words to describe <coughs> realities that. That 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 humans don't have words for, and definitely the uh, you know the Arabs in Jahiliya. They didn't have words for them. You're going to tell people about the Big Bang and you're going to tell them about the Big Crunch and you're going to tell them about, you know, well, the electrostatic force and the strong nuclear force and the weak nuclear force have opposites, but gravity doesn't have an opposite. You know, like, it's weird. It's weird. Like, if you just, like, you know, uh, learn, uh, uh, you know, Darsh Nizami, how are you going to talk about any of these things? You could be, have been in Madrasa for the last eight years and can get up and give a, a you know, very detailed, explanation of the mu'alaqat sab'a from the poetry of jahiliya how are you going to explain something like that to you know even 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 those who understand it have difficulty finding the words to explain it 
if they're not given to them. Uh, and th that terminology evolves as a science evolves. Uh, so the people who don't even understand the concepts that, that, that underpin them, you know, it's going to be described in a different way. And this is one of the, this is one of the miracles of Rasulullah is he's able to boil down things in order to explain remarkably complicated things uh, to people, only giving them the functional, what they functionally need in order to, uh, you know, in order to uh, benefit in their dunya and their akhirah, uh, without bogging them down with so many details. And if you want to know about so many details, I'll, we'll, we'll get to so many details in just the next ayat, uh, uh, um, uh, very shortly. Um, uh, but uh, uh, so that's 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 the shamsu tajrilu mustaqarillaha. Now, interestingly, there actually is uh, narrated from Abdullah bin Mas'ud. And from Ibn Abbas, the Qira'a was Shamsu Tajri, La Mustaqarillaha, not Li Mustaqarillaha. It's haram to read in the Salat because it's mukhalif, it doesn't conform to the Uthmanic orthography. And oftentimes, what they refer to as the Qira'a of Abdullah bin Mas'ud or the Qira'a of other people, in this case, Abdullah bin Abbas, radiallahu anhu. I feel like it's not necessarily that they used to recite like this, but they used to have a way of making tafsir of the ayat that is very similar to the text of the Qur'an itself in order to explain what it means. Uh, uh, and, and Allah knows best. But this is also, this is also uh, narrated from Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu and from, from uh, 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 <coughs> Abdullah bin Abbas that the, the, the shams, the sun runs but it has no fixed place, meaning it's it's also moving itself, um, and, and uh, both are can be true at the same time that the sun it moves in its fixed place, meaning in relation to the rest of the solar system, its place is is, is fixed. But it's also la mustaqarillaha means that it's also itself constantly turning, and it's also itself uh, so it never comes like hundred percent to rest, and it's also itself uh, moving uh, moving in. Uh, a, a, a higher celestial orbit that's more difficult to discern within the galaxy and the galaxy is moving within the galaxy cluster etc etc all these things are moving around um uh, 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 and just like that it's not uh, it's not proper that the 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 uh, the sun should be like the be like the the, the moon some of the some of the uh, uh, Mufassirin say that they don't, that they shouldn't, like, collide with one another. Uh, I think the Ola Tafsir is what Tudrik al-Qamar is, that, that it's like the, the light of the sun is different in quality than the light of the moon. And the quality of the sun is different than the quality of the moon. The shamsu yambaghi laha an Tudrik al-Qamar wa lalilu sabiqun nahar. And nor does the, nor does the, 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 the night overtake the day. To the point where it's just it's just night. And all of them uh, are swimming in their uh, in their fixed in their fixed orbits, which is beautiful. Insan has like a love of order inside of him. At least somebody who's functional. This is a a a a a, a, a quality of shaitanic people. That the, the, the hatred of order and the desire to violate order, that you see something in order and you want to see it as chaos. Um, and such people will resent order at every turn. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
They'll resent order. There's a difference between resenting or order and violating order. Human beings violate order all the time. You see, for example, a beautiful plant, a beautiful animal, but you're starving to death, so you want to eat it. There's order. You violated. You killed the animal. You killed the plant. You ingested it and turned something that was something so beautiful into human refuse. You violated the order because there was some sort of need for that. But to resent order, it's, it's different because there's no need for that at all. There's no need that's satisfied by it. In fact, it destroys the need that you have in your heart for, for order. Uh, and Allah Ta'ala represents the ultimate order and Shaitan represents the ultimate chaos. That's why we, this is, I mean, we live in this, this time and age we live in, for example, where, you know, it's now being drilled into like school children that, well, you know, uh, a, a child can have two daddies or two mommies as long as they're happy, etc., etc. Look, if somebody's mubtala, Allah Ta'ala has tested them with like a same-sex attraction or something like that. Human beings violate order. There is a certain violation of order that is... Uh, is Allah Ta'ala will forgive to people. And there's a certain amount of order, violation of order that Allah won't forgive or doesn't allow at least. He may forgive afterward if a person repents, but he doesn't allow it. The sacred law doesn't allow it. But even if a person is mubtala, that person is mubtala there, Allah has tested them with this attraction and they violate that order because of it. To resent the order, this is a type of stupidity and ancient people were not like that. Right? You see, for example, the... the uh, the the renowned Roman emperor Marcus Aurelius he was a he was a well known he was a well known pederast he was a, not only a homosexual but he was attracted to like boys basically uh, they say that the most <coughs> the most uh, rigorously well attested to uh, 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 individual for whom they find statues from 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 the Roman Empire is a, a one of his slave boys that he was like completely in love with. He made more statues of slave boy than any other emperor himself actually had any statue. But you don't see Marcus Aurelius saying, well, you know, like people need to accept the fact that, you know, what? He just did what he did and that's it. He was done with it. He didn't resent order. Like heterosexuality is a disease that we need to. Why? Because people had a certain type of common sense. If heterosexuality is like a type of like uh, a, a disease or the encouragement of it is a disease, then human race is gone. It's done. Do you even understand why people have sexual desire? Do you even understand why, you know, how the reproductive, they call it the reproductive system. So if it's not reproducing anything is obviously <coughs> system wide. If you're going to discard that, that, that understanding of it, then the thing has no use in and of itself or no meaning in and of itself. Right? This has nothing to do with a person's personal conduct or whatever. This is a more abstract issue that the people who resent even those understandings, that's, that's a, a, it's an expression of the resentment of order and the, uh, uh, the embracing of chaos. Otherwise, all of Allah Ta'ala's creation has so much order in it. Uh, I remember I was watching, uh, I watched the, the uh, Blue Planet uh, it's a, like a BBC documentary. They say David Attenborough, who's the the uh, the narrator of the thing, he's like apparently he's an atheist, which completely blows my mind. If you see the ajib like types of things that that are just in the ocean, like nobody even thinks about the ocean, the strange type of uh, uh, order and relationship that animals have with one another, like like un unrelated species, the way things function, um, the way animals find workarounds to like survive in the most weird like types of 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 uh, um, 
circumstances, temperature, pressure regimes, chemical, uh, 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 chemical regimes, uh, what, you know, how they, how they just get by. It's like really, it's really amazing. You know, you have to, you have to wonder that how is this, how is this possible? Like weird, like weird stuff, like a pod of dolphins and a pod of like pilot whales will meet up with each other and like talk for like, you know, whatever, for, for three days, like every year randomly, like what, evolutionarily what does that serve you you understand what i'm saying if everything is just like uh if everything is just moving according to some sort of um uh, some sort of like utilitarian drive to reproduce your genes or whatever there's so many like things of beauty in in, in the universe that are not explicable that way um and so when a person who loves order they see that and it reminds them that they're allah ta'ala they reminds them of allah ta'ala not only because it exists the exist, mere existence of anything itself is a delil of the 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 creator, but then to withhold beauty inside of it, uh, um, the beauty which is what it is order, right? If you take all the colors and mix them, then nothing looks pretty. But if you see all the colors separately, if you see the, everything in its place, then you it's a picture, right? Otherwise, if you just randomly throw pixels on the screen, it's not going to look nice. You order them properly, uh, then <coughs> every person, Muslim and Kafir, both will. Will 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 accept them and will 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 love them. That if you look at the way that the the celestial bodies move, the the sheer amount of order is mind boggling, and it's it's a thing of beauty and it, it reminds a person of the Creator. La shamsu yambari laha antudrik al qamar wa la lilu sabiq al nahar wa kullun fi falakin yasbahun. The sibaha of of all of these things in the in the creation is a is a thing of beauty and it, it, it's a cause of joy for the person who believes in Allah Ta'ala and who loves order and it's a sign of Allah Ta'ala being there right everything like everything we consider to be beautiful all the beauty is in order music right so fine we're going to put the fiqh issue of music apart for a second but what is music it's all in order because it has to be performed through time if nobody if nobody plays the correct note at the correct time it's just squawk it's just noise but something happens. Uh, 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 something happens when you when you put it in order that makes it like really magical. It can even make it satanic at some point <laughs> because it has so much control over a person. But that's one of the one of the. Uh, uh, there's a nazam of of uh, uh, of uh, Abu Madian al Ghoth rahimahullah tabarak wa taala that 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 he's talking about the love of Allah subhanahu wa taala that that the the birds. When they remember Allah Ta'ala and, and His love, uh, 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 you'll hear them chirping and tweeting in such a way that even a, a person who is a sahib al-aqal, not sahib al-aqal, rabb al-aqal, uh, uh, meaning a person who is a, a master of, uh, 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 of the intellect. Uh, uh, that person will uh, uh, that person will be excused for themselves uh, starting to move. Let me just pull out the, the nazam real quick. Inshallah. Um La ilaha illallah Sayyidina Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Yeah, that's right. He said, Amma tanzuru tayra al-muqfas ya fata idha dhukir al-awtanu hanna ila al-maghna fafarraja bit-taghridi ma bifu'adih fatatrubu al-a'da'u fil-hissi wal-ma'na ويرقص الأقفاس شوقا إلى اللقاء فيهتز أرباب العقول إذا غنى 
كذلك الأرواح كذلك أرواح المحبين يا فتى تهززها تهززها الأشواق للعالم الأسنى. So he says that he says uh, 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 in in a very rudimentary translation he says that don't you look at the birds, oh young man, when uh, uh, when they remember when they remember home, uh, uh, the, the softness of their heart will lead them to sing. And they will, through tweeting, not like the dumb Twitter kind where people like accuse one another of like being like whatever a kafir, but the, uh, 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 or, or, or the opposite, the twin sister of takfir, which is only Allah can judge me. Uh, 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 so it says that, that this softness that enters into the heart and causes them to sing, it will uh, give them relief by, by, by tweeting their song, uh, the song of that thing that's latent inside of their heart. Uh, uh, and uh, 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 the 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 limbs and the senses uh, and and the understanding of meaning from the outward to the inward, all of them fatatarubu, all of them tarab is what tarab is like a word in Arabic to describe the state of like being in the zone when you hear like good music. And so this is one of the reasons that the majority of the fuqaha, they, they forbid like the playing of musical instruments because you waste the tarab is, is a, a physical thing that, that is supposed to accompany the mushahada of the haq. What's the greatest order bearing witness to the haq jalla So the tarab is reserved for that. But when you, you know, forgive my, you know, the, forgive the French, you know, you speak French, right, Adil, right, forgive the French, but when you piss it all away, uh, 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 listening to, you know, some Kafir sing about committing zina or like some other ridiculous stupidity, what are you doing? You're using the, the right thing in the wrong place, that the tarab should come over a person when they hear the words of the Quran or the, the kalam of someone speaking the haq, whether it be uh, poetry or whether it be, uh, uh, whether it be in wa'av, uh, in a righteous exhortation, that, that state comes over a person sometimes. You're sitting in a bayan, and even the guy giving the bayan himself is a useless person. You know, he's just going to, five minutes after the bayan is over, he's going to go in the back and smoke a cigarette or something. You know what I mean? But uh, something happens where everything lines up, and he says what should, needs to be said, and then the people hear what needs to be heard, and this, like, ajib state comes over the people. What is it? that That's reserved not for... Uh, uh, you know, it's not reserved for Beyonce and Jay-Z and uh, other people who I don't even consider to be artists, although they may be entertainers. But uh, it's not reserved for that. What is it reserved for? It's the mushahada kullun fi falakin yasbahun. That when you see, when you see the, 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 just the sheer staggering order of the, the cosmos, it causes a startup to come over you, just like the birds. The birds at some point are moved to have to tweet their song uh, and the, 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 that comes from their heart. And so the limbs will enter this tarab and the senses will enter this tarab and the, 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 the meaning or the reality inside of the heart will enter into the state of tarab. Uh, and it, the bird will start to dance. Like you see the way the, 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 birds, will, the birds will move uh, 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 out of longing for, uh, for, for, for the homeland, longing for home. And even even Rabbul Aqal, a person who is known for their sound judgment and for their uh, command over their uh, over their their intellect, even that person, you'll see that they're when they witness it, even their limbs will start moving. They'll start to like kind of move to the beat uh, as well when that song is uh, when that song is sung. 
Abu Madian Rahimullah Ta'ala Qaddas Allah Kadalik Arwah al Muhibina Ya Fatah. He says, Young man, he says, This is the way that they, the, 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 the spirits of the people of love uh, are, that they also start to move uh, out, of, uh, uh, out of longing for the, for the, 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 the radiant realm. Meaning what? Because obviously, if, you're, if your love is for order, this dunya is a complete, it's a complete freaking mess. Everything is a mess. You know, uh, uh, nothing is running the way it's supposed to. Not in, uh, not in, uh, in any way, shape, or form. So what? Just like, just like the bird longs to go back to its home where it came from, it will go fly all around the world, and then it will come back to roost in exactly the place where where it was born. Just like that, a human being also, when it re- remembers the, the 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 radiant and higher realm. Uh, it will feel that 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 place. So all these things, when you see a little glimmer of order, you're like, "That's how stuff is supposed to be." It makes you happy. It makes you wish to. It makes you long for that place again. Even though the the order over here is 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 impermanent. It's it's uh, uh, um, it's temporary. We only see glimpses of that 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 complete order over here. But it reminds a person. Like a person should see it and intuitively, it should remind them of of Allah Taala and of <coughs> of Jannah. So. That's what, right? The opposite of what كُلٌّ فِي فَلَكٍ يَسْبَحُونَ is what? إِذَا الشَّمْسُ كُوِّرَتْ وَإِذَا النُّجُومٌ كَدَرَتْ Right? That, that one day when the, the you know, uh, uh, the, 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 the sun and the stars and all of these things, they start get, they get ripped out from their, their, their places from the order. When the sun makes sajda and it's not accepted and it asks to enter the way that it enters according to its, its, its habit and Allah doesn't give permission all of the order completely breaks apart, then you know that this dunya wasn't the place that you were longing for. That you're not going to find in the, in the, the khalq what you should have been looking for in the khaliq. You're not going to find in the creation the thing that you should have been looking for in the creator. And again, this is what, this is encouraging, Allah Ta'ala encouraging the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that if they don't accept it, it's not your fault and it's not a fault of the message. The f- message is very common sense. Uh, uh, <coughs> uh, and it's very clear. The reasons are other. So Allah Ta'ala says, وَالْقَمْرُ قَدَّرْنَاهُ أَمَّنَازَكَ حَتَّى عَادَكَ الْعُرْجُونِ الْقَدِيمِ We have fixed for the, for, the, for the moon, manazil, that it will literally go through different stages on a set path uh, until it returns like urjun al-qadim, like the old withered up stock, meaning it becomes like a like small thin crescent. It starts like that and it will return to that after having been a full moon in the middle. Um, so it describes the the order of the the moon as well, and so we talked about we talked about uh, 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 like a lot of information, too much, uh, 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 too much information. Qurtubi mentions that the manazil of the moon are twenty eight. The lunar month is twenty nine and a half days. The manazil are twenty eight. Why? Because in the 29th night you can't see it; it's not there. So uh, you know it's like like. The, the you know going too far price goes to the Arabs uh, that every one of those every one of those manazil they actually have a name and they're they're really they're really uh, they're really weird names too sorry that's that's somewhere else I forget where it was, but he, 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 uh, yeah, there we go. Um, 
Yeah, they all, they they all they all have they all have uh, they all have names. There's there's set there's four groupings. Sorry, four, seven groupings of four sets of names, uh, 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 and every one of them they have like a name for the different for the shape of the moon and the the different uh, those different twenty eight days. <coughs> there we are. Uh, the the names Shartan, Wal Butain. والثريا والدبران والحقعة والهنعة والذراع والنثرة والطرف والجبهة والخراتاني والصرفة والعواء والسماك والسماك والغفر والزبان يان والإكليل والقلب والشولة والنعائم etc. So we're you know we're I think like whatever just like ten into them. So I'm not going to read all of them because they don't mean anything. But these are this is the reason why Arabic poetry is so difficult to understand because somebody will use one of these words in order to fit something into the wazan and all they meant to say was the moon, but like it didn't fit the wazan. So they'll <laughs> so I'm not the guy to learn Arabic literature from, uh, but. These things are interesting, like you know, there's, there's, there's literally the the mushahada, and these words are from Jahiliya. It's not like a Muslim, you know, made these up. But even in Jahiliya, just a person who's completely illiterate and just like lives with their animals in the desert, um, there's they've made so much mujahada of the uh, of the order of of these things that they themselves have the words for them. Uh, it means that it's la yakhfa ala ahad. It's not something that like goes unnoticed. Uh, 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 and a sign for them is that we 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 carried their their progeny with them uh, in the in the packed fully packed ship, uh, and so there are a number of aqwal the ulama. What does this mean? Uh, the one that seems to make most sense to me is the uh, the, the 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 ark of Sayyidina Nuh salam. Although there are, uh, there are uh, also the ulama say that this also can mean what, like that a person carries the genetic material for their descendants, their progeny with them uh, inside of them, or the mother carries the 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 carries the womb that that she's going to bear her children with, and her children with her. Uh, and Allah, Allah, Allah knows best. The reason I prefer the Ark of the uh, Sayyidina Nuh is خَلَقْنَا لَهُمْ مِنْ مِثْلِهِمْ مَا يَرْكَبُونَ وَإِنَّ شَأْ نُغْرِقْهُمْ فَلَا صَرِيخَ لَهُمْ وَلَهُمْ يُنْقِذُونَ That Allah Ta'ala then says that we created like, like the like of that, that ship, uh, um, uh, meaning other ships that they also ride. And if we wish to, we, we, we can sink them. And فَلَا صَرِيخَ لَهُمْ صَرِيخ means الْإِسْتِغَاثَةَ uh, right, surah uh, uh, means to scream, uh, and sarikh is literally the cry for help. That that person, their cry for help is meaningless at that point, uh, <coughs> nor will they be saved. Except for if we send our mercy to them, and even then, it's only for a limited time. The ship is sinking. You cry for for help from Allah Taala. He sends you help. You're gonna die anyway one day. Uh, so, because the mention of sinking is made here. Uh, uh, so, wallahu uh, alam. It seems to me that 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 uh, it makes more sense for for the fulk to be the ark of Sayyidina Nuh, actually a seafaring vessel rather than a majaz or a a a, a, a metaphor for 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 the human body carrying its progeny with it. And it would set, when it's said to them, "Fear that which is in front of you and that which is behind you, 
uh, in the hopes of you attaining mercy. Uh, despite the fact that nothing, no sign will come to them from the signs of their Lord except for they turn their back on them. Uh, and so what does it mean to fear what's in front of you and what's behind you? Uh, uh, there are a number of aqwal, the ulama, but the, the, the summary uh, uh, from them that, that seems to be the most apparent is what's in front of you is the dunya. Or sorry, what's behind you is, the, the, is your past and what's in front of you is the future or what's in front of you is the dunya and what's behind you is the akhirah or the other way around. It's interesting, actually, this dichotomy between what's in front of you and what's behind you. We talked about that yesterday. Both aqwal are there, that the front is the dunya and the back is the akhirah. And the other one is that the front is the akhirah and the back is the dunya. The back is the dunya. Why? Because it's in your past and the akhirah is in your future. Uh, uh, the front is the dunya. Why? Because you can actually see it. Whereas the akhirah, is, uh, you can't see because you can't see behind your back. But the point is, is that uh, it, it's a, it has to do with the dichotomy of a person's dunya and akhirah. That fear Allah Ta'ala when it comes to your dunya, the way you live in this world. And fear Allah Ta'ala when it comes to your akhirah, uh, where you're going. The hope and the hope of you being, uh, have mercy being had on you. But no, no sign comes from the signs of their Lord, except for they uh, turn away from them. وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ أَنْفِقُوا مِمَّا رَزَقَكُمُ اللَّهُ قَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنُطْعِمُ مَنْ لَوْ يَشَاءُ اللَّهُ أَطْعَمَهُ إِنْ أَنْتُمُوا إِلَّا فِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ That, uh, 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 and if it's said to them, spend uh, uh, from that which Allah has given to you, uh, meaning what? Give charity. Uh, uh, the people who disbelieve say to the people who believe, why should we feed, or should we feed, uh, 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 should we feed the one who uh, Allah Taala, if He wished to fed him, He would have fed him, fed them Himself? Uh, indeed, you are uh, you are uh, in manifest error, and this is something that people say all the time. In fact, in this country, a lot of like people who are considered to be religious people will say stuff like this. A little Protestant theology about like you know that uh, God favors the righteous and the virtuous by giving them by giving them prosperity in this world. And he punishes the wicked by giving the material poverty in this world. That's essentially what this is, which is not the old, uh, it's not the old, uh, uh, what you call, uh, belief of the Christians either. And uh, if you think about the life of Sayyidina Isa, like, you know, he should be flying around in a private jet and like Rolls Royce and have like, you know, a mansion. Uh, otherwise, he's not, you know, he doesn't seem like a very good guy either, according to this model. So it doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It makes sense in the context of being materialist. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense even in the context of being a Christian. Uh, and Allah Taala knows best. You know, you can ask them to explain their theology; they do it better than anyone else will. But uh, uh, the, this ayah, it's narrated that that the shatna nuzul uh, of this ayah coming down uh, uh, again. The ayat have uh, 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 have particular context in which they come down, but that doesn't mean that the general meaning of the ayah is not not true uh, as well at the same time. <coughs> so uh, uh, is is what is a uh, 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 
إن أبا بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه كان يطعم مساكين المسلمين فيلقيه وفلقيه عفوا أبو جهل فقال يا أبا بكر أتزعم أن الله قادر على إطعام هؤلاء قال نعم قال فما باله لم يطعمهم قال ابتلي قوما أو ابتلى قوما عفوا بالفقر وقوما بالغنى وأمر الفقراء بالصبر وأمر الأغنياء بالإعطاء فقال والله يا أبا بكر إن أنت إلا في ضلال أتزعم أن الله قادر على إطعام, إطعام هؤلاء وهو لا يطعمهم ثم تطعمهم أنتم فنزلت هذه الآية so Abu Bakr used to he used to spend from his money to feed the 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 masakin of the believers the the indigent and and people of dire poverty of the believers and so Abu Jahl I mean they're all family right so Abu Jahl to us is like yeah if we see him we're gonna like smoke him you know because we don't know who he is to them it's like his uncle you know what I mean which is really interesting that's exactly what the 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 uh, uh, the Ansar right they're the two young men from the Ansar they heard about what a what kind of a nasty person, what a horrible piece of work Abu Jahl was on the day of Badr. So they, they asked, they asked, they said, point him out to us so that we can we can go for him, you know, we can, we can do him. We made the to-do list. Why? Because it's not family to them. They just know that this guy was a jerk to the Prophet ﷺ, right? But, you you know, so which is the which is the more difficult test to deal with him when he's just a stranger and say, we're going to go kill him? And they did. Uh, or what's the more difficult test when he's actually like your relative and you actually have to like deal with him like he's your uncle? You have to, that's a, it's a more difficult test, in fact. Uh, so what happens is that, you know, one day he passes by Uncle G and, and he's like, you know, give, giving out money to the to the Masakin. And uh, uh, um, <clears throat> Abu Jahal uh, asks him, he says, he said, you know, they have like their little Facebook discussion, little Twitter exchange, that, that uh, don't you believe Allah is capable of feeding these people? And uh, 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 Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq says, of course, yes, he is. He says, so what's, what's his problem then that he's not feeding them? And uh, uh, Sayyidina Abu Bakr anhu says, no, it's not a problem. He says, and this is Abu Bakr anhu understanding, looking at the data and putting the pieces of it together in a cogent way that makes sense. He says, Allah tested people. He tested one group of people with poverty and he tested another group of people with wealth. And as for the people who uh, have, were tested with poverty, he commands them to patience. And as for the people who were tested with wealth, he commands them to give. Uh, uh, and so Abu Jahl says uh, to Abu, he says, oh, Abu Bakr, you're a misguided person. This is just making up. This is all fluff. Makes no sense to me. Uh, do you think that Allah is able to, or are you claiming that Allah is able to feed them? And then he doesn't feed them. And then you're the one who's going to come feed them. Uh, and so uh, uh, Allah Ta'ala sent down this ayah uh, in, uh, in order to say that what Abu Bakr his his version of the his, his or his story or his explanation of the way things are is true in order to validate it in order to validate it and so this idea that you know if Allah wanted to he would have taken care of this is yeah of course it's true but what is it it's a word of the haq that's being used in order to to, to justify the batil the fa- fact of the matter is yes if we're going to leave it to what Allah wants then if Allah wanted, he would have fed them. And if Allah wanted, he would have given uh, uh, the person who says that hidayah instead of you know choosing for him to go to Jahannam. So that's like kind of the what the hell madhab with regards to predestination. <clears throat> it's not understanding what Allah wants out of you 
in this scenario. Uh, otherwise, if you're asking why did Allah do this, why did He do that? He did what He wanted because what He wanted. That's His job. He does it best. You don't need to worry about why He does what He does, but you and I need to worry about why we do and what we do uh, uh, in order that we should attain salvation on the Day of Judgment and ourselves escape a, a bad end. Inshallah, we break for, for Salat.